welcome in to another edition of the Stingers Up Sacramento State Football Podcast. Boy, do we have a lot to talk about today. Wow. First off, Hornet fans, if you made the trip to Stanford, good on you. You guys were absolutely amazing. One of my highlights of the night was the fan support by the Sacramento State football just nation, groups, whatever you are, out there, loud, impressive, supporting the Hornets, and what a day it was. Today on the podcast, we will relive the thrilling win. We're going to hear from the guy who scored the game-winning touchdown, Marcus Fulcher, and we'll look ahead to Saturday's big matchup, opening up Big Sky Play against the Idaho Vandals. But let's start with it. Normally, I kind of do a lay-in and and lead into the highlights, but I just kind of made a little mini highlight recap with some music, and uh, it's lengthy, but there were so many moments that helped tell the story of the game. So hopefully you just sit back, relax, and enjoy the Hornets win over the Stanford Cardinal. It's a perfect, perfect night for football. The weather couldn't be any better, and it's going to be a fun night for us here as the Hornets at 2-0 and take on the Stanford Cardinal at 1-1. One and one. And we are ready for Sacramento State football. It's a showdown in the Pac-12. It's the 11th meeting ever for the Hornets against a Pac-12 team. In the history, the Hornets have two wins against the Pac-12 with eight losses. Of course, those wins against Colorado and Oregon State. So the Cardinal will kick white pants, white helmets, the Cardinal jerseys, the Hornets in all white today, looking good, looking sleek, and trying to keep their 21-game regular season win streak alive. This lengthy drive here for the Stanford Cardinal as uh, they have moved it down inside the one. Second down and goal. Filkin stays in. Turn, give to Filkins. He gets in easily. Touchdown, Stanford. 13th play of the drive. They punch it in, and they score first to take a 6-0 lead. So their opening possession, a lot of runs. They had some third downs, 12 rushing plays on that drive out of 13 plays. It's crazy. Zach Schreiner, three of four from field goals this year. This will be a 24-yarder. Campos the snap. Stutz puts it down. This kick is up, and it is good. So Sacramento State, a nice drive. They get a first and goal, but punch it in for three points. Stanford leads 7-3 here in the opening quarter. Benjamin Eurosek, the tight end, got to watch him. He goes out in a route after a block. He releases, looking deep. Big ball again, one-on-one coverage. Hornets are trying to get oh. there. It's brought in by Stanford for a score. Touchdown on what looked to be a better situation for the Hornets, but Stanford brings it in for a score. Wow, and Stanford oh, executes no. an onside kick, a surprise onside kick, and they recover it. A little pooch kick, Casey Filkins, the running back ran up here to the near side. Oh, and you think Troy Taylor didn't have something up his bag of tricks there in a bag that uh, the Hornets weren't ready for. A little pooch kick to the right. It had to go 10 yards, and Filkins just caught it in the air. They'll keep the possession. Hornets showing their four-man coverage. They'll drop back. Pressure over the middle. And a traffic ball is tipped and nearly intercepted. It is intercepted by the Hornets. Broussard got it off the tip. Make it Caleb Nelson. Yeah. And it's great if it's Caleb Nelson because he's the man who was beat on the touchdown play. Two Hornets got a hand in there, and they were able to wow. get the pick. And I don't know if Danny had a good view of that, but Danny, if you have an opportunity to talk with us, that was incredible. What a catch. It was a great catch. It was a great defense on that end. And get the tip, and enough to, it came flying back. Nelson was able to, uh, to corral it and get the interception. So that was an awesome pick and a great time needed for the Hornets. Play clock's at 10. Hornets go three right. 
And now getting into the backfield, two backs, Millenni and Fulcher, they cross. Bennett on the rollout, looks, lobs downfield, wide open, it's caught. 15, trying to gather his footing, is 10 to the five, tackled down to the one. First and goal, Hornets. Chris Miller released on a cross and just couldn't gather his footing, oh but he gets goodness. it finally to the one. Oh, Chris Miller. He would never get through a sobriety checkpoint with what he did on that play. He he was so wide open and uncovered that he juggled the heck out of an easy pass to catch. Then when he started putting on a move, he was stuttering and stumbling, but he got to the one-yard line. Chris Miller, great play. 33-yard grab, Hornets jumbo formation. Fulcher slides in motion, tossed to him. He'll then on a handoff. What a trick. It goes to Tau Tolliver. Well, Troy Taylor, you have tricks. So do the Hornets. They get into the end zone. It's now 14 to nine. Handoff to Fulcher running right and then gives it back on the reverse the other way. But it was an inside reverse. It was no big, deep looping one. It was an inside pass. Oh, let's fake right, go left. Touchdown. I love this game. This is great. Unbelievable. All we wanted was a good game tonight. <laughs> 14 and we got to, one. Yeah, first and goal Hornets. Ball placed at the two. Caden Bennett. 7 of 8, 65 yards on this drive, but uses his legs there. This is the 13th play of the drive. Hornets go power again, three in the backfield. Extra linemen, multiple tight ends. Bennett keeps it. Bennett on a sprint to the pylon. He's in. Touchdown, Sacramento State. One defender for Stanford could catch Caden Bennett. Problem is he couldn't do it. Hornets take the lead. And listen to this place. There's a great Hornet crowd over there. Well, Gilman, who has 12 tackles coming into the game, said, I'm FBS level. I'll catch you, Hornet quarterback. Well, he was left with exhaust smoke on his face on that one. Ball placed down, kick on the way, and he got it. Danny signaled that one wow. right away. Yeah. That was way up the goalpost. That wasn't even a great snap, and that kick was drilled down the middle. I think that... I'm going to mark that guy down. I'm going to put him on my fantasy team. <laughs> For next year. Can you, can you draft somebody ahead of them I going? I would. Because that kicker looks absolutely perfect. There's a reason he's an All-American, but the Hornets will take that. They give up three. They'll have the ball for the first time to start the second half. When we come back, Stanford 17, Sacramento State 17. Second down and 10. Cardinal with one back in the backfield. Oh. Snap comes in a bit late, rolling out as Lampson. Lampson runs right into the Hornets, and he avoids the sack. He'll throw it away late into traffic, and it looks like it's picked off by the Hornets. It is. Cameron Broussard picks it off, a dangerous throw. Oh. So the Hornets felt badly oh. they didn't get the sack. It works out better. Turnover, Hornets. Well, you'll take it if you can make this, D, but it felt like a golden opportunity after the interception. Well, I got these fancy charts here in the Hornets. I know it was only two games. Red zone offense, they were number one in FCS football coming into this game, and now they've had two possessions inside the 20 here, and last time they got no points. This time, let's hope they get the three. That was just six plays. They only went 13 yards. This will be a short field goal attempt. The kick is up, and it is good. So the Hornets regain the lead. 20 to 17 on the second made field goal by Schreiner. Third down and nine now for the Cardinal. They're in field goal range. They want a first down. They're gonna run on third and nine. Near side of the field, and the Hornets say, not on our watch. Bailey wraps up the running back, drops him at the 25, no gain. Here comes the All-American kicker trying to tie the game. Oh, Bailey is as smooth as a Christmas beverage. <laughs> 
The Hornets not afraid to run on first and long. Instead, they will pass Bennett back to throw. Looks downfield into traffic, and it's intercepted by the Cardinal. Down the 25, 20, 15. This will go likely for a score. Stanford elevates and gets in. Touchdown, Stanford. Colin Wright. The ball sailed on Caden Bennett. It's a pick six, and Stanford takes the lead. Yeah, Colin Wright's a good player. He came into the game with 10 tackles, and he got the pick there. He's a sophomore at six feet tall, and that pass was just, it just sailed. I don't know that the receiver was all that open to begin with, but um, not a good pass. The only hope the Hornets may have, looking at a replay, I hope they look at that. Colin Wright's knee might have been down on the catch. Well, now 24 straight makes for Joshua Cardi. This will be a 40-yarder, maybe 39. I don't even have to watch this. Yeah, closer to the left hash. Can the Hornets get some pressure up front? What a weapon. The senior from Burlington, North Carolina, trying to give Stanford the lead with nine minutes to go. Snap comes in, ball placed down. The kick is on the way. And he got another one. Man, what a weapon. What an absolute weapon. He doesn't look like he's... The train drowns me out. It, he doesn't look like he's kicking very hard. He's just relaxed and threw the ball. He's got the lag. Am I talking about golfer? Am I talking about what a kicker? Yeah, but I know you do usually don't notice, but I mean he just is smooth. I think what's important to remember there, though, the pick six taken off the board. Only three points scored on that drive. Uh-huh. Hornets will have it. So Zach Schreiner onto the field for a big kick here from. About, let's see, what's that, a 44-yarder from the right hash? 44-yarder, right hash. And important, A.J. Campos, the snapper. Connor Stutz, the backup punter, is the holder. 44-yarder for the tie with 4.20 to go from the right hash mark. On fourth down, snap is placed, kick on the way, and it is good! We are tied at 23. How clutch is Zach Schreiner? <laughs> He kind of duffed it slightly. Usually when you kick a ball, the revolutions per minute are about 70. That one had about 99 revolutions per minute. It was spinning so fast. We got to go down to Danny. Danny, I think you threw your arm out. Are you okay? You were so excited about that kick. I'm I'm, and I agree with you on those. They were just, it was just spinning and spinning. You're thinking, is it going to get here? Is it going to get here? And And it finally did. Great kick. Under pressure, hey guys, tied at 23. What more could you ask for? Last four minutes. Troy, second and 10, one back set, and now they'll empty. Lampson to throw, pocket closes, Hornets drop him! It's a sack, and listen to this place! I'm telling you, this game is at Stanford. Hornets with the sack, they call timeout. Looks like Jet Stanley and Ben Ahio in on the sack. It's a loss of just one. Hornets stop the clock with 3.54, and they've got one timeout left. They want to make sure they've got their right personnel in defensively. Here. I turned up the crowd, Mike, because this is amazing. There's this little teeny section right behind the goalpost in the end zone of a few rows of seats. Yeah. Those are all Hornet fans there. I didn't realize that until that celebration. Yeah, I want to check in with Danny down on the field. Danny, that sound is just booming our way. How loud is it with Hornet fans down there? Hey, guys, yes. It is loud down here, guys, not going to lie. It's shocking how many fans are spread out on this uh, side of the field all the way to both sides. You, you can find green everywhere, and it was loud. It almost felt like a home game, guys. This, this is it. This is this is the time, and these are juiced. 145 left, third and six. Stanford gets a late sub off. 
If the Hornets would have snapped, it would have been a free play. Now it comes in on third and six. Bennett to throw, pressure coming. Bennett avoids that. Bennett outside, Bennett throws late. It's caught by Fulcher. First down and more. 30, 25, 20, 15, 10, five. Touchdown, touchdown Hornets. What just happened? Bennett made the sea of hands throw. He was being tackled. He was almost to the line of scrimmage, but his feet were behind it. As he rolled to his right, he was going down, sea of hands right-handed. He flicked the ball forward, and then Fulcher did what he does. He gets through a heck of a lot of traffic and scores. 49-yard touchdown, incredible blocking downfield, and it looked like it was just gonna be a first down. The Hornets punch it in with 1.32 to go, and I would say the place is stunned. They're elated. The Hornet fans are going nuts. I'm in shock, I still can't process that that just happened. This is it for Stanford. They're gonna go three right, two left. They've gotta get 26 yards to keep the game alive. Lampson back to throw, looks deep over the middle, throws high, ball pinballed in the air, and it's incomplete! It's incomplete! The Hornets are gonna go to the farm and beat yet another Pac-12 team. Wow! On fourth and long, the defense gets another stop, and all Sacramento State has to do is take a knee, and they're on their way to 3-0 and their 22nd straight win. Well, the ball ricocheted off the star tight end, and then the receiver who had the touchdown earlier nearly could have caught the ricochet that went high in the air. But this is unbelievable, Jason. This is crazy. You can just hear the murmur of shock for the Stanford fans and pure hopping up and down joy for the Hornet fans. Guys down here with head coach Andy Thompson. Coach, let's just talk. How was that win? Awesome for these kids. Awesome for Sac State. Good start to the season. We're gonna enjoy this a lot tonight. And then we're gonna be ready to go next week. So really proud of how resilient the players were on both sides of the ball. And uh, how about Caden Bennett? Man, is he a competitive kid. How about Marcus Fulcher? So some great individual performances, but I'm more proud of the team. Yes, uh, Bennett on that third down play he had when he ended up passing to Fulcher. You have to give credit also to Gandy, downfield blocking that freed Fulcher for that final touchdown. You know, they were just gamers. These, these guys were not going to give up. And then your defense at the end was just huge. All three phases. How about our kicker yes. knocking it through? You know, all three phases played really well, and I'm very proud of them. And this is what college football is all about, right? It is, got It is. Stage and come play, so excited for everybody. Congratulations, Coach. Hey, thank you very much. Stingers up, baby. All right, guys, I got Bobby Fresca's offensive coordinator, associate head coach. Just tell me how this win feels. You know, it's incredible. Our kids will leave, so coming down here and getting this win, it's nothing we didn't expect. Exactly. And then you just saw the resiliency that we talk about, you know, in that in that moniker of swarm. Resiliency, and they showed that, and we continued to attack. You know, we made some plays that, you know, weren't smart, where we could probably take care of the ball a little bit better. But you know what, those things happen. You gotta be able to bounce back, show some resiliency, and that's exactly what KB did. And then Fulcher on that touchdown, our defense with the, with the stand that they had incredible great win but nothing we did not expect you know that's the mentality you guys have built here you you feel you can come in you should be able to play against anyone it's what you guys do that's more important than what they're doing and, and you just gotta love how this team just fought through that yeah. you know Caden 
you know, over 100 yards rushing through the two picks. But it was what happened after those two picks yeah. that you have to say you love about Caden Bennett. Ross throws away and just yeah. came back and played. Man, you, you said it perfectly. And you know what? You're going to go through those things. The one thing I see, though, but we have a lot to improve on, and we're going to get back to it. And just like we've always talked about, win, lose, or draw right after, we're going to have to correct our mistakes and then move on, and it's on to Idaho and league play. League play is so big. Congratulations. Enjoy you, this one, Bobby. Love you, man. Love <laughs> well, you could hear Andy Thompson. You could hear Bobby Frescas elated. Steve, myself, Danny, we are all thrilled. It was quite a day down on the farm as the Hornets got the win. A guy helpful, responsible, partially there. Obviously, the iconic game-winning touchdown. That's going to live in infamy as one of the great touchdowns in Hornet history. Marcus Fulcher, now a senior, having a great start to his season. has really been a good Hornet, but I had a chance to catch up with him this week and talk about that and uh, many more things as we look ahead. Here's Marcus Fulcher. All right, spending a few minutes with running back Marcus Fulcher. And, uh, you know, usually I kind of start with how you got to Sac State and all that, but just such a thrilling game on Saturday. I know you guys already have to be on to Idaho, but uh, I do want to go back. What was that game like for you, for your teammates, um, to get the win at Stanford? Uh, it was very inspiring. It was inspiring for my team because we worked hard all week. And just seeing the hard work show up in the game, you know, we a very resilient group, and we just tried to go out there and put our best foot forward, and we did. I know you guys always are confident and know you can win. At what point in the game did you feel like, oh, wait, no, we, we definitely can win this game? Yeah, so it took about a couple of plays. We were like, you know, filling it out. You you never want to underestimate your opponent. So we just took a couple of plays and like, oh, okay, this is how they're coming. So, mm-hmm. yeah, we can get these guys. I know broadcasting it, it you know, it's 14-3. They, that first drive, they ran right down the field, and then they kicked on side. I thought, boy, Troy's not messing around. He wants to put a big number on you guys. But I felt like the interception on that drive for Stanford flipped the game around. How did you feel about that, too? Yeah, no, it flipped it. It made it a more challenging game. It was it was just a lot going on, but we just stayed to the script, and, you know, we just pushed through. So mm-hmm. that was good. As far as for you individually, you had a great game. Certainly the, the game-winning touchdown that's going to be remembered for a long time in Sacramento State history. I'm going to go back to the play. What do you remember? How did it all How did it all go down for you? Well, I was just running a normal play at first, and then we just got into scramble drill, which we work all week, and we scrambled out. He just hit me, and I had saw the blocks downfield, and I was trying to just maneuver my way down the sideline, and I will just, you know, squeak through the sideline and scored, and it was it was awesome. At that moment, too, I mean, I, it's probably – I don't even know what goes through your mind. I mean, it's, it's, it's a thrill. It's adrenaline. You might win the game at that point. You don't know for sure, but what, what's – What's the reaction from your teammates, from you, as you get to the sideline eventually? Uh, it was For me, it was a relief, and it was like, okay, we got these points on the board because we needed them. So I, I know a couple of plays before that, I was like, okay, we need points. We need first down, whatever we need, field goal, whatever. So I knew getting a touchdown was sigh of relief, and we were just all excited because that's what we needed to you know, put them away. Your years at Sac State, you've won a ton. Uh, where does this particular win rank amongst all the great wins you've had? So I think this is probably number one. Uh, family was there. Teammates was excited. Um, we had to get, you know, get this win for all the Hornets out there and, you know, all our all our pride, really, mm-hmm. you know, facing our former head coach. So it was a lot of riding on this win, so it was good. For you, I think about um, some of your great touchdowns that you've had in your Hornet career. I know that one's going to be 
maybe never passed. Who knows? But I like your celebrations. You've had the one, uh, maybe it was Commerce at Home, where you're trying to pick up the offensive lineman. You've had, of course, the beer one a couple years ago. These things just kind of happen as, like, improv on, on site? Yeah, no, these are for sure improv. This is how I'm feeling within those three seconds of thing. Yeah. And, um, yeah, I usually – I need to incorporate my teammates a little bit more, though, mm-hmm. but because, you know, usually the linemen never get to shine. You, They always overlook, so I'm trying to incorporate them more. So let's go back to the beginning. How did you get here? Which coach brought you here? What was the lure to get you to become a Hornet? So basically the – it was – I came out of high school with, like, not very many offers. I had, like, a D2 offer. So I was really scrambling for anywhere to go. Came to a camp here and got picked up. They offered me right on the spot after the camp. So it was really a no-brainer. So it was, like, my only opportunity I really had. So uh, once I had the offer, I just ran with it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, coaches was excited to have me here. So I was oh, this is a good place. That's when uh, Coach Taylor was here and a new staff. So everything was good. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. And then you've gotten plenty of opportunity to play, more so now even. Um, what would you think back on your memories here as a student and, a, and an athlete at Sac State? Yeah, no, thinking back, uh, it's been a long ride. It's been fun. I've learned a lot uh, as a man, student, and a football player. So it's just been crazy to see how time flies. I just – I remember yesterday I was just in the dorms and, you know, freshmen, you know, eating at the D.C. with Dining Commons and – now I'm like, you know, playing Stanford, and it's kind of like, oh, I got old. So <laughs> it, it's pretty cool. I, I love here. Do you feel like, as someone that's got a lot of experience, that you're mentoring, leading, whether it's the running back room or just some of the other guys on offense and defense? Yeah, no, I feel like I'm a leader. I feel like I'm a uh, not a vocal leader, but leader by example. I don't really say too much because I'm, I'm really big on, you know, not yelling and then being a hypocrite or, you know, not doing what I have to do, but I'm yelling at you. So – you know, I'm going to do what I got to do, and you, you see that. So you should, you know, you should be on, you know, P's and Q's and, you know, just leading by example, you know. What, um, as you've got a lot more season to go here, and hopefully it ends the way you guys want it, but what do you envision for you after this football season when your Hornet football career and then certainly your school uh, career is done? Oh, yeah, Hornet football career, I, I don't really have any personal goals. I just want to be successful as a whole o- overall team, you know. Um, I obviously want to play at the next levels, but just want to live this out with my teammates and family because you never know what's going to happen. Uh, you never know what's happening with yourself or your teammates, so you just want to be in the moment. Yeah. As far as that, uh, on the next level, are you getting feedback now? Have you heard from potential, or is that too farther down the line? Uh, that's kind of farther down the line. I, I know what I need to do, and I just need to keep going at this point. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just need to keep being confident and getting more stuff on tape and you know, winning at the end of the day. You've got a really good running back room. Last year you had a great year too, but you had Cameron Scadaboo here. Does it feel like that opened up an even larger door of opportunity for you now that uh, it, you're probably more the featured back? Uh, I think so. I think uh, part of the uh, problem was, you know, you got to have guys, you know, ready, and you have to have coaching that is willing to work with you. So if you don't have coaching that really willing to work with you, you're not really going to be in a good position. So I feel like we have that now, and people know what I can do. So, you know, I feel like coaches has set me up in a great way to help this team. So that's why I feel like it's good. You've had a couple of different head coaches now, and you have a couple of different running back coaches. What's uh, Coach Pumphrey done for you in that running back room? Oh, Coach Pump, he, he's an awesome guy. He um, shows you, you know, how to be a man, how to be a great football player, um, teaches me stuff that I didn't know. And I like how he's just honest and straightforward with everything. He, you know, 
tells you how you're running, tells you what you need to do, and then just go do it. I know he's amazing, that uh, all-time leading rusher in college football. When you see him, obviously you've seen him personally out of pads. It's hard to believe that he's the, the all-time leading rusher, yeah. isn't it? For sure, for sure. Yeah, he's uh, he's about my height. I thought he was a little bit bigger, but yeah, no, I, we be trying to mimic what he does on film, but it's pretty harder than it looks. So, yeah, he'd be always trying to give us pointers. We'd be like, okay, we're going to try, yeah. but, you know. If I remember right, it was in camp. Was he racing you? Was that yeah, the he race? Me. All right. Yeah. I think I did ask him. I think he said he would take you, but what's your counter to that? He says he beat me, but it's the camera angle. There's cameras on both sides. So on his side, obviously, it looks like he won, but yeah. on my side, it looked like I won. So yeah. I think, think I'm still faster, though. Yeah. Um, as far as uh, going back to the Stanford game, I, I know you guys want to win every game. Did that feel not only who you played, but going against your former coach? There's a couple of other guys you know, obviously, that went there, too. You mentioned your family there. Just um, how much more did that mean, just the overall kind of the other storylines that were out there? Yeah, it meant a lot because it was a lot of people involved. So it was a lot of people's stories like, you know, wanting to get the win. Stanford wanted to get the win. It's a lot of people wanting to win. So it's a lot of people riding on that game. Mm-hmm. So that's what was a big one coming out with the win because it's like you got a lot of different parts to that win. Yeah. People feel differently about the win. You feel a certain way. You got family feeling a certain way. You know, so it's a lot of people riding on that game. I got to ask you, we could tell during the broadcast, we're across the stadium from you guys and up, but it was loud for Hornet fans. Like the stadium wasn't full, but I was blown away, honestly, especially after you scored, the defense chants were just echoing through there. Could you feel that? Oh, for sure. Yeah. I, I looked to the right. I saw all them people in green. Yeah. It it looks like it was like 10,000 of them, mm-hmm. like, you know, in there in the stands. So yeah, no, it was good to hear the Hornet fans. We needed them. Sure. So the reality is you celebrate, but you got to move on. I mean, Big Sky's tough. You know that. Idaho's very good. What's the prep like getting ready for yet another really good team? Yeah, we had to put that one behind us. Um, You know, it starts with a good week of practice. So, you know, taking every day, you know, like the same same approach every day. You know, got to come in here, work hard. So, you know, I feel like Idaho's – a little bit better than the t- uh, team we just played. So we got to step up our, you know, preparation. Mm-hmm. So it's going to be a big week. Yeah, for sure. And last thing I'm thinking for you, Marcus, uh, I've seen on social media people like, we need a name for this play. I don't know what the initial play call was. You said it was kind of a scramble drill. Is there anything floating around how you guys describe the, the game winner? No, it, it's just good players making good plays. Yeah. So that's what we – pride ourselves on and that's what we did yeah I gotta say Caden's a gamer too he gets hit he got hit a lot in that game but kept making plays oh yeah he's a great player we uh definitely are lucky to have him yeah well Hornets are lucky to have you thank you for joining us best of luck uh, the rest of the season and in your future I appreciate it man thank you all right I hope you enjoyed that conversation we wrap things up with a brief look ahead to Saturday's matchup with the Idaho Vandals Vandals are a really good team they're two and one They beat Nevada, so they played up much like the Hornets and beat an FBS team, but they also were playing Cal last week. So they've played up twice, and they were leading Stanford 17-0. We were listening to that game on the drive down to Stanford. They were looking great, ended up giving up the last 31 points. So they're 2-1, and one one of the better teams in the conference. They're ranked 7th. So, look, there's a lot of respect for this team and this program. Coach Eck is very, very good. Hayden Hatton, the preseason all-conference performer, so uh, to win the offensive MVP, this is a good football team. Giovanni McCoy was a stud freshman QB a year ago. This is going to be one heck of a matchup for the Hornets. Uh, they've got all sorts of streaks on the line, their road win streak, their regular season win streak, their big sky win streak. 
So this is going to be a big one. Obviously sets a tone for the winner of this one, jumps out to a 1-0 conference record, gives the other team an early loss. And for Idaho, it's their home opener. As i got to tell you, a ton, a ton to play for. For the Hornets, we got a little traveling set up this week where we have to stay in Spokane, got a long, a longer, not incredibly long, but maybe an hour and a half bus ride from Spokane to Moscow to get ready on game day. So a little bit of travel inconvenience, but Washington State's playing Oregon State. That's two top 25 teams, hotel rooms booked, pricing, all that. There's just all sorts of things going on. But if you're the players, you're the coaches, you just lock in on game day, get ready to take on an Idaho team and try to set the tone in the Big Sky Conference as the Hornets chase that fourth consecutive Big Sky title. That's it for us today. I hope you enjoyed the Stanford recap. Certainly my thanks to Marcus Fulcher. And we know you'll enjoy uh, Hornet football this weekend as they take on Idaho. Until then, thank you so much. We'll be back next week for another edition of the Stingers Up Sacramento State Football Podcast.